Welcome to Make a Baby with Hashimoto's, where we will chat all things Hashimoto's and baby making. I'm Chelsea, registered dietitian and spiritual healer. I'm also a Hashimoto's warrior and mom of one. And I'm Morgan. I'm a registered nurse, fellow Hashimoto's warrior, and a new mom of one as well. And we're so excited to help guide you through this amazing journey. Let's Let's make a baby. Hey guys, welcome back to Make a Baby with Hashimoto's. Today, we're going to be talking all about what not to do when trying to conceive or make a baby. Um, so, and I know there's, there could be lots of things we could say what not to do, but we're going to kind of make it simple and to the point. Um, and the first thing that we're going to talk about is apps. There's lots and lots of apps out there that are recommended for using when you're trying to track your cycle or trying to have a baby. And, you know, I myself even used an app. I think I used my flow. I think is what it was called. And at first I was like, wow, this is great. This is going to tell me when I'm going to get my period, like when I'm going to ovulate. And then the more I used it, the more I kind of realized like, okay, this isn't super accurate. Like it's not 100%. And I think that's something maybe to know before starting using these apps that not all of them, you know, are going to be 100% on the money, you know, they're kind of algorithm based. And what I ended up doing with the app is more using it as like a symptom tracker and not solely relying on that to tell me when I was ovulating, when to have sex and when my period was coming. Um, I think they're great tools to use. Um, But I think relying solely on them on when to tell you when to have sex or when you're ovulating um, can kind of get tricky and it can kind of maybe it it probably is not going to be the most accurate way to know if you're ovulating and when to have sex. Um, Chelsea, I don't know if you used any apps when Mm -hmm. you were trying or not, but. Girl, I've been using apps since (laughs) apps are a thing Um, since my first smartphone. Um, Cause I always, always had regular periods until Mm -hmm. I got Hashimoto's. Actually, that was one of the main reasons why I even went to the doctor because I always, I had it like on the dot the same day, every single month, even on birth control, like was just on it, on it, on it. And I was like, this is not normal. I it's all over the place. That's not normal. I never remember feeling this way. And I would use an app, you know, on my phone to, to track it. And yeah. sometimes I would go 45 days. Sometimes it'd be 20 days. Right. And it was so mm-hmm. confusing. Um, and of course it would predict your ovulation, um, you know, week or like period when, or time. And you're going to be ovulating. Right. Mm-hmm. And it would be like the maybe days and then like the peak days and like the maybe days again, because they can't yeah. really, it's not a hundred percent accurate. And yeah. I think just like Morgan said, relying solely on the like pre-made apps that your iPhone or Android or whatever you use um, Mm -hmm. has not going to be accurate at all. There's zero context. They don't know what the hormones inside your body, anything like that. Now they are super helpful. Like Morgan said, you know, I have I still use, I use like the iPhone one. I just got an Mm -hmm. iPhone, but I use the (laughs) iPhone one. I'm really late to the game. Welcome to the Uh, We were team. Yeah. We were team Android for like, like on purpose, like just to shove it in people's faces. Then we were like, not everyone we know has an iPhone and we're, we ruin everyone text. So they just leave us out. But anyway, that's just, I digress. Um, So we got an iPhones and I've been using like the iPhone tracker, uh, for a few months now mm-hmm. and I'm not in love with it 
if I'm being honest, I think that there are a lot better apps out there that you can use to track your symptoms. And you can also, what's nice is if you are tracking your basal body temperature or you're using OPKs or whatever you are using to track your cycle more accurately, you, a lot of, a lot of times apps Mm -hmm. have like things you can upgrade to that incorporate all of it, which is nice. Yeah. But like the number one thing like when someone comes to me and says, Charles, I want you to help me get pregnant. I have Hashimoto's, I have this, I have that. And I'm like, all right, delete the app. <laughs> like like right. it's not helpful. It's just going to make you more anxious. What we need to start doing is paying attention to your body and start mm-hmm. tracking in a way that's actually useful. And that's database versus right. like a guesstimation. Cause that's not helpful yeah. at all. Um, and can just make you more stressed. Cause if mm-hmm. it's not working right, you may not be ovulating on the day that you're exactly a pretty count calendar says. Um, so I would say number one thing is you can use an app, of course, like guys, you do you, but, but don't have that be, if you're trying to conceive actively trying, that is not probably the most useful, um, use of your time Mm -hmm. as far as tracking your cycle goes. Yeah. Yeah, Don't rely on it solely. I would think it's a great tool, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for other things. And I think, you could always add that in on top of other things, but yeah, don't rely solely on that. Everyone's There's, different. Yeah. And it, sure. it doesn't know everyone's body, you know, everyone's cycle is longer, shorter. How does it know that it, it doesn't. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. I, you know, there's one that with all of this, um, political stuff going on at the time we're recording this, which I'm not, we're not going to get into at the moment on this podcast, but I did see a like viral TikTok go around about a really cool app that was created by someone um, who was trying to conceive. It's called Stardust. Um, okay. And it actually helps track your cycle. Um, and it, it won't give out like any, like your information is your information. This is not sponsored or anything. And I haven't even used it. I just no. thought it looked really cool. And I really like their energy um, on TikTok. So if you guys want, go check it out. Um, but like actively trying to conceive, I pretty much just use, oh, what was it called? Of course, I, I don't have it on my phone. I'm, I'm searching the app store, guys. I'm on my phone. One second. <laughs> um, it was like body my body um and it it basically tracked my cycle but also I could put basal body temperature Mm -hmm. in there and there's fertility friend there's pre-mom see I like the free ones honestly like I'm when it comes to this kind of stuff I I don't I think it's worth investing yourself always, but you could do it like with the pen and paper, really. Um, What was it called? Temp drop has their own, which we love temp drop. And Mm -hmm. that is, you know, our, our favorite app in general, our favorite tool in general, I think between both of us um, when using BBT and also OPKs, you could do it in there too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm trying to find the one I used. I don't remember, but anyway, when I was looking on my phone too, I I only have one on there still, which I haven't used it since, but that was the, my flow one. And I think that's my flow is a good one too. Alyssa Vitti. I think isn't that hers. I think so. Yes. And, and it is a membership. So that is a paid one, Mm -hmm. but it's really, I've heard great things. It's not anymore. 
No, it, it is, is paid. Yeah, I, it is. It wasn't much and it wasn't like monthly. I think it was just a one-time payment that I did. Um, but what I loved about it was that when you put your symptoms in, like her book, it kind of spit out at you like, mm. hey, here's maybe what you should be doing right now as far as exercise, eating, you know, it just kind of gave suggestions. And I, I really liked that aspect of it because I thought, yeah. oh, that's helpful. You know, if I am in this phase of my cycle, whatever I can do to kind of optimize how I feel during this time is great. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll find, honestly, the name will hit me and probably by the time we're done recording this, so (laughs) I can't find it anywhere, but it was a really good one. And if I have it, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but in general, what not to do, just rely on an app. And the next thing that is something that we actually, I did wrong. My first, um, few cycles was have (laughs) sex every single day. So we were still, I was still using BBT, but it was still that, um, like almost like weird waiting period where like, it doesn't know it's not, it's like tracking your cycle, but trying to learn when, yeah, exactly. Like I'm trying to learn my cycle. So nothing was like set in stone. I didn't know exactly when I was ovulating. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I was just like, I guess we just got to have sex every day. And it was not fun. No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) as fun, you know, obviously it was fun, but like, it wasn't fun. It really felt like a chore for both of us. You know, I actually have spoken with Bobby. Um, and if anyone's listening to this, no, I didn't, um, (laughs) that I know, um, you know, we, we both agreed like that was just a little too much. It just wasn't, it sucked the fun. It felt like a chore. It was just like hard hard for us both to get to where we needed to be um, to enjoy it. And it honestly, it hurt. Like it just, it just like a quick plant your seed and go. It puts a lot of pressure on things as well. And you're like, Hey, we have to do this every day or thinking you have to do it every day. I mean, that, yeah, it wasn't every day for a month, but it was like that weird, that like the apps give you this, like a a week long ovulation Mm -hmm. period, even though it's 24 hours, right? Yeah. They give you yeah. a week long because sperm can stay alive for five to six days. But like, I didn't know if I was ovulating the week before or that week. So we mm-hmm. just kind of like for like two straight weeks did it. Yeah. And it was just like, and it turns out I ovulated the week after. So it didn't even matter, <laughs> um, exactly. at, you know, at the end yeah. of it. So, but don't have sex every, obviously, if you want to let your freak fly, have fun. Um, but you know, you don't need to, what the important thing is to learn your cycle so you can kind of time it. Um, and obviously you can have sex whenever you want, you do your thing, but as far as like getting pregnant, you don't have to have sex every single day. The recommendation from a lot of people that um, and research that I have seen and worked with and have looked at is about every other day when you're in that week long period. Um, and that, you know, you ha- you'll have the best chances because mm-hmm. the sperm quality is a lot better because it has uh, more in there and mm-hmm. you you're still getting enough to last the five to six days. And it's just makes it a lot better in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. There's not as much emphasis on doing it as often or, you know, stress about every day. And that kind of brings us into our next thing of not what not to do. And that is stress. Um, stress mm-hmm. is a huge, it, it can cause so many issues in your health. And so I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind when you are trying to conceive, you know, lowering your stress and making sure that you are enjoying life and, you know, you're not having 
stress at home or work or things that are causing more inflammation in your body, causing, you know, more damage than good kind of. And I'm sitting here being like, but how Morgan, how do we lower stress? that's hard really to do and hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have like a plan of how you can decompress, you know, what can I do to decompress from my day? Maybe you can't control the stress at work, but can you control what you do when you get home? You know, I think it's mm-hmm. important to have a plan of like, Hey, I'm just going to like go for a 10 minute walk just by myself, decompress from your day. Um, you know, I think it's important too. I started like brain dumping at the end of my day. And that really helped me kind of feel like refreshed Mm -hmm. for the next day. Like I didn't have things I was worrying about from earlier that day. Um, so when I say brain dumping, like I would sit down, whether it was when I got home from work or at the end of my day, and I, I would just have like a piece of paper or my journal, or even on my phone and my notes, sometimes I would do it. And I would just like write things down. Um, what was on my mind? You know, Mm -hmm. I think, when people are trying to conceive, obviously this is in the forefront of our mind and it's can sometimes be heavy. So I think releasing that somehow, or like Mm -hmm. if you've got emotions built up about it, finding an outlet, I think is really important. Um, and, and, you know, remembering to like keep things light and fun. I know sometimes that's hard to do, but, um, I think really, evaluating what's going on in your life. And if you're like, wow, I'm really stressed out. What can we do to get your stress lower? Um, and I know, yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. I know there's lots of different tools you can do. You know, like I said, brain dumping, there's journaling, there's meditating. And I know sometimes it's hard. You don't want to have to incorporate more into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes that creates more stress, but maybe it's like you enjoy drawing or you enjoy reading pick up a book and just read. And I think finding something you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. can also help you kind of decompress, de-stress and, you know, enjoy life. For sure. You know, I think that there's a healthy form of stress for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, it's normal to like be a little stressed during this whole process, especially if you're trying and have been trying um, for some time and, you know, journaling is great. Brain dumping is great. And if that works for you, that's so fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Like hell to the, yeah, but sometimes it's not enough for sure. And I think it's important to honor our bodies here too. And just keep reminding ourselves that like stress is normal, but it's not necessarily helpful. And sometimes just that simple thought is like, okay, what's step a, right? Like, what can I do right now? That's just going to help take my mind off of it. And maybe that's looking up a new recipe. Maybe that's reaching out for support. Maybe that's talking with your significant other or a friend or a family member. You know, I I think it's important to honor that feeling, but also understand why it's just not helpful. Mm -hmm. And the reason, the real like scientific reason, I'm not going to get super sciencey really, honestly, but (laughs) it's because your stress hormones basically the body has like an order, right? So like when you have an excess amount of these stress hormones, your body's going to concentrate on processing those more than your sex hormones. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just one aspect of it. Stress in general can make it so that you don't even make the sex hormones or at the proper time or the proper place. So I I think it's just important to remember that having some type of mantra or understanding that like stress is going to happen. This is a stress on your body. It's, it's a hard, you know, it can be Mm -hmm. a difficult time, but that 
you're in control and that you get to feel your feelings, but what can you do right now? That's just going to help a little bit. Yeah. Is what it comes down to because stress can do crazy things. Um, I definitely think a lot of my Hashimoto symptoms flare solely mm-hmm. because of the stress I purposely put on myself. Yeah. Um, and because <laughs> I am a recovering um, perfectionist and that I thought I needed pressure in order to complete tasks or get something done on time or yep. right. And absolutely. Um, that's not helpful when you're trying to make a baby because you can't put a time crunch or, you know, you can't predict the future, unfortunately. Um, right. So yeah. And guys, if you need any help with any stress tools or just talking through what you're feeling, reach out to us. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. Trust me. Like I know when we were having sex every single day, (laughs) that cycle, (laughs) it was so stressful for both Bobby and I, like it it was like, uh, what should I do? This could be the two week wait here, but then it's not. And then I'm going to take a test every day anyway. And then it's like, well, this person got pregnant and didn't even know. And then like, right. Like you're, you're just like constantly continuously worrying about it. Yeah. Engulfed in it. And it's like, I don't know. You almost you can't, I don't want to say you don't want to like derail from like life itself, but you can't just be so consumed that you're not, you're not living. You're, mm-hmm. you're just only living for like that. I feel like, and I don't want to right. say that's not a bad thing. Like if you're trying to conceive and you really want a baby, um, you know, it's great if that's like your goal, but I want, I think it's important too to remember that like you can still enjoy life. You can still Mm-hmm. do things without having to worry about like oh but is this gonna ruin you know right, right what I had planned as far as yeah yeah and it's this is such a I feel like this is such a weird thing for us to talk about for some reason like we're having struggle mm-hmm. like we're struggling yeah putting so- words to what we mean because I think we don't want to f- offend anyone but I think the important thing here is to remember that there's natural stress and then there's chronic stress and a lot of us especially nowadays are living in this weird chronic stress area that we're our bodies are almost used to but they're not supposed to be and then when trying to conceive we're just adding more and more and more on top of it and it's it it can be stressful but again you're in control of it you're allowed to feel it Mm -hmm. totally like I feel it all the time yeah do what you can do to help yourself just come down like one step And then the next time, another step, right? Like use Mm -hmm. your tools that you have in your toolbox or whatever we teach you inside the Hashimoto's Method membership or whatever you get from a coach or whatever you find out on TikTok, like whatever you do, what makes you feel calm. And like, you can take a deep breath for a moment because that's, what's going to help everything relax for just a bit. And it's not Mm -hmm. something you need to do constantly. Right. Right. But just something that is going to help you. And I know for me personally, I just added this to our list of what not to do, but I was in like 900 Facebook groups for trying to <laughs> you for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, and this is what I do. I fix it on something and I like go all in. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was not helpful at all for right. my Hashimoto's, for my PCOS, for getting pregnant, for all of that. And, you know, Facebook groups are such an amazing tool. They are free, most of them, um, and they are just such a great asset 
to have, except when it becomes like an addictive need, uh, an answer, and it just makes you more stressed. And this is why I'm like saying Mm -hmm. under stress is because I would just like you Google everything, right? I would like search the Facebook be upset if no one answered my post in three minutes and like I needed an it, it just got or I would see much. other people's posts and I'd be like oh shit maybe that's what's going on with mm-hmm. me and then I would it would yeah it spirals and I'm like oh yeah yeah so knowing I your limits you know when it's toxic and when it's helpful so for sure just be conscious of that yeah I just wanted to add that little tip it in because yeah. it got for myself, it got mm-hmm. extremely toxic and overwhelming mm-hmm. and more stressful. I had a, I had a, I, I yeah. think I'm in two groups right now. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I, I had to remove Even myself. When I got pregnant, I was in some groups and I had to remove myself out because some of them, I don't know, some of Scary. the posts are hard and yeah, and it scares you and it makes it, things worse. So just know that they're, they can be useful, but they can also, it can get toxic. So, mm-hmm. you know, unfollow unjoin if you need to there's yeah, nothing no, wrong no with that. you can gonna, always no. go back you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure and now so the next on our list is Hash- more Hashimo specific for um you know I'm in like I said a Facebook group where I often see a lot of posts about women saying all right I'm trying to conceive or I just got a positive and they have a history of maybe mm-hmm. uh, miscarrying or it being chemical or ectopic something. Um, and they're like, should I increase my medication immediately? Or right. I just got my test results back. These are the test results. And what should I do? And there's people telling them what to do with their medication if they're on thyroid medication. And I am here to say this. And hopefully I only ever have to say this once. Please for your own future and your own life, never adjust your medication without having someone on your medical team, whether it be a holistic doctor, a functional practitioner, whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you, guide you through that because you can really mess things up for yourself, for your Hashimoto's and trying to conceive or growing a healthy baby. Okay. We want to make sure that you are getting the correct amount of whatever type of thyroid medication that you're on for what's happening in your body currently. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the thing with, and this actually helped me personally. So I'm going to say to you, the thing with thyroid medication is it's kind of an average per week. So it kind of, it's like if they always tell you, if you miss a day, oh, just add it on to the next, right? Like missing a day or taking it later or being on a lower dose for one extra day is not going to really make or break the situation, mm-hmm. but getting too much can make mm-hmm. your thyroid um, hormones too low, which then that means the fetus or your egg or whatever is not getting what it needs. So just keep in mind that mm-hmm. as soon as you get pregnant or as soon as you're trying to conceive or even right now, and if you haven't had labs done, get them done, but don't g- get your dosage information off of Facebook, please. Yeah, yeah. You know, please, and you please. can always, a lot of, a lot of practitioners have like patient portals. If you get your lab work back and, and say you don't have an appointment for a week, you can always call the office and have a nurse, a nurse or a nurse practitioner, or someone call you and ask those questions to them or ask it through the portal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to Facebook to ask those, you know, Hey, what do you think I should do? 
Right. Don't right. do that. Yeah. Cause it is common guys. Once you get a positive to yeah. need more thyroid medication, because the thyroid plays a huge role in the development of a fetus. Mm-hmm. Like majority yeah. of that period, your thyroid is doing a lot of extra work. Therefore we need extra thyroid hormone. Typically not everyone typically though. And yes, it is so amazing. And as soon as, if you do get a positive call your doctor, get in as soon as possible, tell them you're on thyroid medication. It's very important that you get blood work done. But like I said, don't go on Facebook and say, this is my dosage amount. These were my labs. What should I do? Because they don't know you. They don't know anything about you. They don't know what medication you're on, what other medications you're on, right? Like we want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And I know it can be really overwhelming, but mm-hmm. don't adjust your medication by yourself. Take it from someone who has probably <laughs> tried to do that herself way before. I, I just want to make sure that you're safe and you're doing the best thing for your body while trying to conceive, but also while pregnant. I think it's really, really, really important. Yeah. I, I, I second that. I agree. I'm nodding my head to all of this. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like... This is, I think, the most intense I'll get, hopefully. <laughs> this <laughs> podcast. Just don't, yeah. 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 I, mean, I hear so many stories and I see it. I'm in the Facebook. I'm in mm-hmm. like a Hashimoto's and trying to conceive Facebook group. And there are so many great, great women in that. Like, seriously, I, I, it's an amazing resource. But I see these posts all the time and I see random people being like, well, my doctor told me to do this and, oh, you should definitely do that. And, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this could totally mess something up. And I, I Mm -hmm. never want that to happen. And that should not be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, (laughs) but another thing guys, Hashi's related is oftentimes this is a, this is a touchy subject because part of me is like, well, it could be helpful. And the other part of me is like, well, that's probably, it's probably not helpful. And that is extreme dieting. Now I know many women with Hashimoto's, um, who do some form of, um, elimination or more of a restrictive diet to Mm -hmm. lower inflammation. Um, and then they get pregnant, right? Like, it's like, oh my God, I got pregnant after I did AIP or keto or whatever. And I think really important to note that a lot of your mindset plays a huge role in this, but also that extreme restriction and extreme dieting is, is not going to help. Now, if you're getting the good amount of protein, fats, and carbs, and having your body feel good, and you're lowering your inflammation that way by finding foods that make you feel good, that is amazing. But if you all of a sudden cut out all these foods and you're miserable and you're not enjoying the process, I would consider that some type of extreme diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be damaging to your hormones. And I'm saying could, I'm, I'm being really specific with my words here because everyone is different, but extreme dieting in general is just probably not helpful to women's bodies specifically, like at any stage of life. Mm -hmm. Um, so just keep that in mind, guys, you're going to see, especially if you Google, like trying to conceive with Hashimoto's or pregnant with Hashimoto's, you're going to see AIP, you're going to see keto, you're going to see paleo, right. You're going to see a lot of these diets and some of them may be super helpful, but again, and I will die on this hill if your mind is not ready or in a good place with your relationship with food and your body, it's probably not the best idea to go and eliminate all of these foods at once or in general. Yeah. yeah. 
And the reason I'm saying that is because you can cut out all the foods you want, but if you're not healing your mind, body, soul, everything, your environment, everything around you, it probably won't be very helpful. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I know like for me, I, a few months before, two months before I got pregnant, I tried AIP again for like the third time. I was like, this is it. Like I'm yeah. done. And guys, that was in December of last year. So like, it's not like I'm new to that, right? Like yeah, like it's I'm not, not that far away. Yeah. yeah this is not like I, I'm in it too. I'm healing too. And did it help lower inflammation? Kind of, because I'm still sensitive to foods that AIP was having me eat that I didn't realize, um, like cassava, like celery, like, right. Like Mm-hmm. all these things, uh, or turmeric, right. All these things that are supposed to be like amazing for you, which they are for most people I'm sensitive to, of course. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was still eating that. Did my inflammation go down? Yeah. A, a little bit. I definitely felt like my, my symptoms weren't flaring a lot. Did I get pregnant? Yeah. Do I think it was all AIP? No. Oh yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the medication I was on the new medication I was on, the supplement I was taking, Ovacetol, um, the help of my doctors and guide me with when I should take what. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, just working on my relationship with food really intently at the time yeah. was so helpful in my overall like being. Like I was just a more po- in a more positive place. Um, and diet plays a huge role. I will never, ever disagree with that. But just keep in mind that if it's an extreme form, and what I mean by that is you become obsessive. All you're thinking about is food, what you can, what you can't eat, right? And it's becoming this overwhelming feeling. I think it's time to take a little bit of break and seek some help and guidance mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, definitely. Chelsea's great at guiding people with food. I can attest <laughs> to that. She Thanks. helped me with that. And I like when I was got pregnant, I was in a good place with food and I felt like I was and, and she helped me with all of that, you know, she, she helped me kind of navigate that because all my life I had been dieting and I'm putting that in like air quote, funny mm-hmm. ears, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so just, you know, she helped me kind of get to a, a better place with food, a healthier place with food, as far as my mindset goes. And I mean, I attribute that to helping me get pregnant for sure. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. That yeah. was really nice. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think it's important. And honestly, that's why I'm, I'm, I truly believe we're here. Not even yeah. just I'm here. I think we're here because Google <laughs> tells us other things. And yeah. I think that it, it's just important to understand yourself, your body and what's going on and doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what's best for you, investing time, money, energy in yourself to work with someone that can help guide you or work with your doctor. If you have a really fabulous doctor or join a program or right, like invest in yeah. the app or whatever, yeah. whatever that looks like for you, not even with, with us in general, just like anything. Just invest you in yourself. In that, yeah. it's truly important. So, I mean, I think that really covered like what Mm -hmm. not to do. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Which I know it can be, I wish there was like a set of concrete rules. Like here they are. Yeah. Yeah. Here's (laughs) what you need to do. Here's what not to do. Good luck. See you on the other side. And it's just, that's not the way it works because everyone's cycle is so individualized. 
I know, right? It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about, feel free to reach out to us. And we love, love, love reading your reviews, guys. Don't hesitate. Yeah. Leave a review for us. What do you think about this episode below? We always do giveaways. We love reading your mm-hmm. reviews. Guys, if you leave us a review, screenshot it and send it to our Instagram account because we give stuff away. We yeah. have fun on here and we just want to make sure that we are touching on topics that you want to hear and that you're enjoying what we're putting out. So we love you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye.